Welcome to Direct-to-Video DVD Extras, a podcast between podcasts where we talk about whatever we want. Now, where's the button on this thing? Oh god, not just that, but fucking Suicide Squad came out and I watched that too. Yeah, again, not a masochist. Did not watch Suicide Squad. I'll tell you what, Andy, here's the long and short of it. I don't think there's been a decent portrayal of Harley Quinn since the 90s. Because I think in the animated series, when they introduced this character, yeah. she was such an interesting character. Yeah. And ever since then, she's been the manic pixie dream girl who's just gonna kill you. And it's like, that's not that's not the point. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't want to... I don't. This might show how ignorant I am, but I'm. I so. Ignorant. I. I. <laughs> I. I lay the blame on on this more modern uh, Harley Quinn aesthetic and portrayal mm-hmm. on the Batman video games. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense because they're they, they definitely yeah they definitely take that to the sort of ridiculous level. But the point is. Video games do that. That's yeah. how you make a video game and you take the characters and you make them beefier or sluttier and that's its own issue. <laughs> yes it is. I could talk about that issue <laughs> like, for a while. Like that's its own big thing that I don't think but I don't think movies are supposed to be taking from video games almost at all. It's it's one of the weird one of the weirder things about all of these, like, we should adapt this video game into a movie, is, right. is, is, um, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I used to do this when I was younger, is I would, I would watch all of the cutscenes from a video game so that I could get what the story was, if it's a video game that, like, I only wanted to play to get the story out of it. I did it with, uh, Halo 2. No, man, I, I, I've never done that. I've just played the game, and <laughs> here's the thing, I love games with great stories. Yeah. If you want me to play a game and stick with it, it needs to have a decent story. Um, yeah. One of my favorite games that I played when I was little is Final Fantasy XII, which a lot of people don't love. The story is just Star Wars. <laughs> but it's 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 like a good portrayal of Star Wars. It's, it's just fun. Um, but no, I've always just played through it. I mean, you can find cutscenes online now. A lot of games I played didn't do that thing where they'll give you the cutscenes separate. Yeah. I stopped doing that uh, really quickly because, holy shit, so many video games, the only reason the story works is because of the gameplay giving you enough mm-hmm. time to forget how fucking ridiculous all of the plot contrivances are. Like... <laughs> Like, so many games rely on the fact that, all right, in between this cutscene and this cutscene, we're going to have about 45 minutes of just heavy action. Maybe more if this per- if this player uh, dies uh, particularly often. Hmm. But when you just watch the cutscenes, like, one after the other, and you realize the only thing in between these cutscenes are, like, action sequences of you mowing down dudes or you punching a bunch of people or whatever... It it just becomes a really it becomes a really bad not even B maybe a really bad C action C movie. movie yeah yeah and so whenever they announce like oh we're gonna make a, a an adaptation of this video game I don't think I've ever bought into it uh, since the Silent Hill movie that came out way back when mm-hmm. 
I read a um I read an article I think by Rihanna Pratchett, uh, where she was talking about how when you write for video games, all of your cool writing stuff is cut down so that they can make a game. So they take big plot points and any filler they need and then throw everything else out. And she has written a lot of games that have really bad story because they got rid of all the story part. Yeah. So apparently this is just something that happens in that in that genre. It Yeah, and it you you really you run into this problem where if you want if you want a game to tell a coherent narrative, you kind of have to fight against uh, the impulse of a person who plays video games to do whatever the fuck they want in the environment you put them in. And and because of that, a lot of games a lot of games specialize either in in the case of like Uncharted, they specialize in in putting together the level so that you're always doing what you need to do to progress the narrative. Right. They railroad you in a way that makes it feel natural. Yeah, and heavy respect to being able to do that because that's really hard. Or they write the story in such a way that what you do either doesn't impact the story at all because the story's not about you, it's about the people you work for or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like in a Pokemon game. Or the narrative is above your character in the case of like an MMO or Destiny where where the story's going to happen regardless of what you do because so many other people are doing what you're doing. And then you have kind of the the in between video game like the cuz those are two ends of a spectrum but then you have you know like your your Assassin's Creeds and your um, Mass Effects and your like whatever other games that exist that like manage to construct a story that it goes hand in hand with the gameplay. Mm-hmm. But those stories aren't that good because they rely so much on the fact that I am I'm the I'm the person experiencing it. Yes. And that and speaking of which, Assassin's Creed is going to be so bad, right? Um I, the reviews have come in and it has it has already failed. Oh. So that I mean, I could see the writing on the wall. The that was particularly bad video game writing in those games. Yeah. I the idea of adapting that to a movie is crazy. I can the only way I can see it being done cuz I can see it being done, but it has to be done in the vein of like a uh, national treasure. That might work. You could almost yeah, where it was like secret society stuff. You could almost make a matrix like movie out of it. Yeah, that too. That would work too. Um, um, but I don't think they did. I think they just made a really bad movie. It, for, from what I've heard, they they made a really boring action movie, which oh, that's a pity. That that is a pity because like if you're gonna if you're gonna write a bad action movie, you can at least have enough action that people don't realize how boring it is. Yeah, or God forbid, make a good action movie. Fuck, I don't mean, don't say crazy stuff. <laughs> I mean, in a world down. where. Uh, I'm so spoiled. I'm spoiled by the the existence of John Wick has spoiled me. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a John Wick movie. It's really good, the one movie that exists. Okay. He, the, the biggest thing I think about that Assassin's Creed movie is the reason I played the original Assassin's Creed was the promise of being able to see... I forget what city it took place in. That it was, was, I think it was, that, like, that was like... It was like Middle East, like Jerusalem or somewhere, right? Yeah, I think it was Jerusalem oh, or maybe during it, was Mecca. it it was it was a 
It was a Middle Eastern. I, that's so ignorant. I'm gonna look it up. I know it, it. It, but it was it was a holy city that has so much um, cultural weight behind it now. Yeah, and yeah, that was my favorite thing: being able to climb on these buildings, look around, see all the cool stuff. And I think that was why there were three games that took place in like in and around Rome, so you could see yeah. all that stuff too. Just the the ability to be immersed in this historical setting. Mm-hmm. And then like the the crazy like alien uh like Oh I forgot. I forgot it was aliens. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, like all of that crazy shit was fun and schlocky, but but the promise of Assassin's Creed was always like getting to go to these historical places, which is why I stopped playing Assassin's Creed after I think it was Brotherhood. Um, oh, because then it was getting to too recent stuff. Like, hey, you're you're a Native American assassin now. Climb this tree. Well, but even even okay. Even then, those aren't particularly like like I don't want to play a video game set in the Rev- well. Okay, I do want to play a, a, a video game set in the Revolutionary War, but I don't want to play an right. Assassin's I Creed do want game. Them to make a Hamilton video game, that would be in full like as a full musical where you also shoot things or well, or just set it would i think it would be a full musical um i don't know i don't know how much shooting there would be i think it would have to be more like a side scroller type game i don't know i'm not so a, I'm uh, not a game designer i'm gonna tell you this just because i know about it and i don't know how true this is but i heard and i never i never followed up to see if it's true because i want it to be true in my heart of hearts absolutely that Saints Row Gat Out of Hell has a 20-minute unskippable musical sequence. Does it? I think I saw a I... playthrough of that one. Um, gosh. The Saints Row does shit like that, though. Yeah. That's why I like I like Saints Row, despite the fact that it, it, it also it does all the bad video game stuff. But it's completely yeah. aware of it. Like, it does, it does, like, being awful to women. And it does like uh really playing up gang violence like it's great but it's so fucking goofy it it really hits that it it hits the point of parody yes it does um and i don't i don't particularly like the saints row video games they've never been my thing i don't Um, particularly like it either i like the tone of them yeah but uh i got to watch a stream um in fact hosted hosted by this never played one Okay. I have I have watched uh, playthroughs of them. I I have played them and they do they are fun to play. I will give them mm-hmm. that. They are they are very well done games. I got to watch a stream by the company that made them the video games. Uh that made the Saints Row games, Volition, I think they're called. Okay. And on their stream, one of the video game designers was talking about all the crazy stuff that they wanted to do for Saints Row 3 that they had to cut out. Oh, okay. One of them one of them was that they were going to add jiggle physics to the crotches of all the men in the game. <laughs> that would have been so good. That would have been so on point. And they had to take it out because when the ratings board saw that, they were like, no, we're going to give this game like a porn rating. Oh. Fuck you. You can't do this. And then one of the developers asked, well, what about the the jiggle physics on the women's breasts? And they were like, well, no, that can stay in. That's, that's so fucking and I, terrible. And I, and I heard that, and I was like, God, fuck, man. Yeah. Like, how fucked are we? Yeah, that's, 
That's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but what I was saying earlier is like like the promise of Assassin's Creed was always like going to going to these like settings that you don't that you don't normally think about as being interesting, like the the Holy Land during the Crusades, like following following a character um, of like non European descent, I believe. Um, yeah, that's. He's, I can understand uh, why that's pretty important too, especially in a video game. There's so many yeah. white people in video games. Espe- like, especially in a video game in 2007. Yeah. Like, so but cool. Here's and the like, problem. And... They really shouldn't have based their entire game off the idea that the world would end in 2012. <laughs> I think that was a last minute thing. That was so bad. They're like, oh, it's the distant future of 2011. The guys, that's you, four you, years from now. <laughs> you know, you know what, you know what? I just remembered existed because I was watching TNT with my dad when I was with uh, visiting for Christmas. What's that? Um, that there was a 2012 movie. Oh yeah. I completely fucking forgot that that happened. That's another movie I did not watch because I don't hate myself. Yeah, that movie looks. Uh, ugh, I don't even know. People have said that that was the disaster. That movie was the disaster that was uh, prophesied. <laughs> that was foretold. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Oh my Syrian Muslim. Uh, he's that's what Altair ibn Laahad. Um, God, like that's that's so cool, and and it really and the second game also takes place in kind of this unconventional setting. You know, like most people don't think about the uh, um, how kind of fucked up the politics of Rome were. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, with the... with the uh, I forget what the families were. The, these two families who were both vying for Pope-dom. Mm-hmm. And how, like, that's such a cool setting and so unconventional. And so when they announced for the third game, like, oh, we're going to do the Revolutionary War, that's like, I'm like, I... Like, the the Revolutionary War is a thing that is talked about in, like, every, every history class uh, in America ever. Yeah, I don't want... Like, I, Here's the thing why I feel like I might be able to give them the benefit of the doubt a little bit. Yeah. I don't know that a lot of the people who actually made the game are American. Maybe at that point they were. They're not. They're they're uh, Canadian, specifically Quebecois. Okay. So, well, so maybe... Okay. So maybe... The, um, they're why? Just, they're French-Canadian. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Um... It, it matters, maybe, okay? Maybe that's not something that they think about as much, you know? It might not be appealing to me or you, but it might still be appealing to them as something that some many people find important, but some people just don't. But the thing is, what I love, one of the things I love, to go back to Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I love about Hamilton is that it spends some time debunking the hero myth of the revolution that everybody who was in the revolution was perfect was fighting for freedom yeah which is what we hear all the time they were but you know they also they were flawed people they were people yes um that's what i love about hamilton and that's what i want to see more in other forms of media and assassin's creed all the time just plays up the most um the most over-the-top historical caricature of a person. It Like when you meet Leonardo da Vinci <laughs> in Rome, and he's like, let me make you weapons! Okay. Well, and... Like, that's... 
that's fun. I get why that's fun, but well, that's running into like George Washington and planning shit with him is not. That just makes him more like this godly figure, and he was just a dude. So here, here's here's the big thing I think is that is that if you because if after playing the Assassin's Creed game because I was really young when these games came out, holy shit, um, I was. I was, God, 2007, and I played it, I played it like a year later, so I must have been, that would have put me at, maybe, not even in my teens, maybe in my teens. Okay. And I... Do you fucking not know how old you were in 2007? I'm, I can't, I'm, I'm, for some reason, I'm incapable of doing the math right now. Like, I don't, I don't want to do the work. 21 now. Okay. It was eight years ago. Okay. And so 21 minus eight is a number. It's, uh, 20 minus seven is the same number. I was 13. Good boy. Except it was a year later, so I was 14. So. Uh, well, I did, I did make it for 2008. Oh, okay. Never mind then. I was 13. So. So I that was embarrassing. Well, yeah, when I was when I was when I was thirteen, I didn't know much uh-huh. about the Crusades or the Holy Land and kind of the cultural uh, struggles that happened because of um, European like harassment of these cities. Oh yeah, I I wasn't aware of the uh, of the these two French families fight for popedom and how crazy they were and so i looked into a lot of the history of these games because these games put me into that setting and one thing i realized like one of like one of the cool things i realized is that leonardo da vinci was uh, like in in his like 40s was was hired by like a bunch of kings and stuff to design weapons for them i knew that from a different source there was a series of like time travel books i used to read didn't he build a dam? Famously, um, I, I'm not sure. Probably, um, it sounds like okay. something he would do. But like, I seem to recall, and this—I don't know if this was fictional because I don't recall where I read it. Yeah, was um, it? Was it? I think. Was it? Th- I think he was hired to conquer to help conquer a, a village, and so he built a dam, and then that village wouldn't get water unless they gave in, listened up, you know. Was it Magic Treehouse? It wasn't Magic Treehouse. Okay. Um, it was like the one... By the time Magic Treehouse books came around, I was too old to read them, I think. Or at least by the time they got big, I was out of that age bracket. Yeah. I mean, I, I was out of the age bracket when they started getting, like, really big, but... I remember, like, I was... I think I was young, I was young enough, or just about to be not interested in them, but they, they got me at the right time. <laughs> but... But that's the thing is, is that, like, Assassin's Creed 3 really downplays a lot of inherent problems that you would have. Um, specifically, the biggest one being that the main character of Assassin's Creed 3 is half Native American, and that's a fucking problem. Yeah. Like, if you are half, if you are half anything that isn't European looking and living in the colonies... You're a fucking threat to be dealt with by the, in the eyes of everyone around you. Like fuck. I'll actually take that a step further. When it was still the colonies, it would have been you would have been in trouble even if you were half like two European things. Like if you were half Irish and half French, that would your life would fucking suck. Yeah, like it you would be in the shit. And George Washington at the end of the day, their portrayal of George Washington as being a dude who is willing to chummy up with the dude who's half Native American really does not 
portray how like what that history was in a way that's right. infuriating. Thank you for listening to Direct to Video VHS DVD Extras. I have been your host, Tony Robusto. I have been your host, Andy Luke. I am your daddy, Reyes. <laughs> oh, literally, <laughs> literally, I can't stop myself from doing it anymore. <laughs> But come on, man. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, do not choke. But then I couldn't remember what the third word was. I was like, it's not ambitions. <laughs> Shit. Hurry, come up As- with something else. Aspirations. Aspirations. Um, but, oh. oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just get it out of your system. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you good? I am so sorry. That was not the reaction I expected or wanted. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, uh, As always, you can find us at direct2.video. You can find me on Twitter at royalty underscore valens. The underscore is important. And, uh, jeez. And you can find me on Twitter at theaterbats with an E-R. And, uh... While you are on the internet, anywhere on the internet, doesn't matter where, you can leave us a five-star rating and review. Just um, type that into Google, type, leave us a five-star rating and review, and presumably something will come up. That That's how the internet works. Yeah, iTunes, Google Play, we don't care, just give us that review. The Google Play, Google Play actually had a weird problem where it was still playing from our SoundCloud one, which only had oh, two episodes shit. on it. Uh, but I fixed it. It all just right, took cool. a while. <laughs> That's good. Oh, and all those links are actually on direct-to-video now. If you want to go over there and just click, you can do that. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Synergy. Yeah, for the first time ever, I would like to thank Lee Rosevere for the theme from Penguins on Parade off of Music for Podcasts 3. Sure. Um, Lee Rosevere is a dude. I just looked this up. Male. Uses, mas- uses masculine pronouns. Uh, it's, it is a nice theme song, and, uh, you can fucking read about that in the description if you're so up on it. If you're so inclined, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I am the ghost of John Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goddamn. Perfect! And then I think what we decided on for the next movie was, or what I decided on was Brother Bear 2. That's right.